was uh, talking to my uncle. Uh, we were eating on uh, Noche Buena, Christmas Eve. It's a Cuban holiday. He uh, he looks at me and he says, uh, "Andrew, you know, uh, I got a I got a crossbow." Recently, he's not southern, but this is this is the voice I'm gonna do for him. <clears throat> Uh, and I said, what'd you get a crossbow for? And he's like, I got it for, uh, for self-defense. <laughs> which is cool. I thought he meant like, I thought this was a prepper type of thing, which was, you know, okay, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm in, I, I, you know. I was like, what, what do you need it for self-defense for? Because the cops took my gun. Yeah, <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> so I, <laughs> I thought he was joking. And he tells me the story, he's like, yeah, somebody uh, came onto my property and so I shot at them and then the cops came and took my gun. I found out moments later, because my cousin was kind of shocked, he uh, told me that what really happened, well, he thought this was a new story, and then he told me what really happened was uh, my fucking uncle, uh, the the tow truck company was coming to repossess uh, <clears throat> to repossess his car, excuse me, and uh, he uh, shot into the ground to scare the guy, and then he <laughs> he left, and then <laughs> ten minutes later, the SWAT team came <laughs> bursting through the door. <laughs> oh my god, I wish I could tell this story without laughing. It's gonna be a little while before I can do that because he's like a big fat guy. He's got like bald on the top of his head, but he's got that curly kind of around the side so you know it's it's just a funny thought <clears throat> sorry for the delay guys in this episode uh, we were in grueling contract negotiations uh, and they stalled uh, you know with Joe Rogan uh, we're demanding 8 million an episode and he doesn't want to pay up but don't worry guys I have a little ace up my sleeve it's called doing terrorism until he gives us more money uh, how's it going guys Andrew here I am alone today in case you're wondering and this is the black sheep mafia I have not watched the Mandalorian I do not care okay I did originally want to see it until I saw what type of people um, get invested in that type of shit uh, and it's the same type of people that got invested in Game of Thrones which was me by the way but you know it I do have to say this. It feels really good to totally skip out on this, you know, cultural thing that everyone's talking about. I actually haven't seen any of the new Star Wars movies, like the, any of the since Disney has owned it. Uh, and this is our whole culture now, by the way. Retards arguing about Baby Yoda on Twitter. Uh, anyways, guys, follow us. Rate and review us on iTunes, subscribe, do all that good stuff. We're on YouTube now. We're, we're going places, okay? We're the Black Sheep Mafia anywhere you, you look us up. <clears throat> uh, and this way you can enjoy more of my extremely sophisticated, elegant musings. Uh, so let's get started. Andy Dick just texted me a video of him saying the N-word. You may have seen it on social media, on our YouTube by now. I may, I'll probably put it out whenever I put out this episode. Uh, 
in case you're maybe wondering, I'll give you the little the, the story behind uh, what you're watching there. Uh, originally, I wanted an audio sample, like you know, samples or bites, whatever you call it, to use of a of a celebrity doing something funny or saying something hilarious that maybe pertained to our show or had something to do with me. Uh, Andy had some uh, funny cameos where he would do characters or whatever, like a football coach, and they were you know goofy and funny and. You know, he's a hilarious guy, and he's, you know, topical and fun. And I want to start off at the top and say I did not, I did not tell him to say the N-word, okay? Do you hate Negros? I wanted him to say something about JP, my missing co-host, who's, and he's busy right now disinfecting his foreskin and kissing himself in the mirror. Uh, but anyways, I told Andy to call him an unfuckable racist, as you may have seen. He kind of starts to say that. Of course, he didn't want to be heard saying unfuckable because that's a curse word and he doesn't want to get in, you know, he doesn't want any heat. And then he goes moments later and, and says the N-word. Uh, now, if you're wondering if I have ethical concerns with putting out a video of an obviously fucked up Andy Dick, I, I would say this, I, I would say this to that. Okay. First of all, you aren't the one who spent $100 on Cameo for Andy to half-ass this video while a fire alarm is going off in the background. Okay? That was our entire marketing budget, and I took a gamble. So if he's going to get fucked up and say the N-word and then not redo it, I have no quandary with putting this out there because I literally have no choice. And come on, it's fucking hilarious. Don't act like you're too good for this. It's so funny, and he'll be fine. This is not even close to the worst thing he's done. This probably won't even gain any any real traction. Okay, and you know it's funny. Don't, you know... <clears throat> I, uh, I just tried recording. I was, uh... I was real proud of myself when I got to the end. I was ready to, to hang up my cape and call it a day. And I realized it was eight minutes long. So this is take two. And then on top of that, I had to dump an entire episode. I'll explain that later. Uh, I wrote notes for this new episode, and I lost all my fucking notes, so I had to rewrite them. And that's, you know, it's been a tough few days, and that's why there's been this this long delay. I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do for the future of this podcast. So, you know, part of it, you know, is I'm trying to, I'm trying to sort out a bunch of things in the air. But I'm very sorry for the delay, guys. It won't happen again. Uh, and I want to move on to tell you guys about something really cool called Stitcher Premium. Okay, you may have heard about Stitcher before. You can listen to some of your favorite shows ad-free with Stitcher Premium, like Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, My Favorite Murderer, My Favorite Murder, Wolverine The Lost Trail, Bitch Sesh, The Fantasy Footballers, Science Rules with Bill Nye, and more. Plus, get access to Stitcher Originals, Bonus episodes, comedy albums, and more. Only $4.99 a month or $34.99 a year. Uh, if you guys go to uh, stitcher.com slash premium, and there's lots of comedy albums on there. I do want to stop for a second, extend this little advertisement and say that. Uh, comedy stuff is on there. Bill Burr, you know, Dave Chappelle, all that stuff. It's cool. Go to uh, stitcher.com slash premium to sign up today. And use promo code BLACKSHEEP, one word, for one month free. 
Okay, that's promo code BLACKSHEEP at stitcher.com slash premium to get one month free. When I was a child, my, uh, my mother wanted me to grow up to be intelligent, as many, as many uh, mothers do. She had uh, read that uh, classical music makes you smarter, so she played a single John Philip Sousa album every morning for years, many years. Uh, now, that's not classical music in the technical definition. He did, you know, marching band songs that were uh, obnoxious for my taste, I guess, or maybe I've developed that opinion over the years. But she didn't know the difference, and she was trying her best. And those are the types of things you remember about your parents as you grew up. Guys, Christmas is uh, finally over. <clears throat> I always feel guilty for feeling weird during this time of year. I think a lot of us do. I think the truth is, uh, you know, I I don't think it's some kind of emotional issue I'm having with my family or a disconnect. I, I think it's just kind of a gross holiday, uh, and I think a lot of people myself included, are starting to sense that. It's kind of a weird, unnatural dynamic to be constantly pressured by these, uh, you know, corporate interests into buying more and more stuff. I kind of get anxiety about moving, you know, to a new city or a new place because I already have so much fucking stuff. I don't even know where I'd put it all. I've had to figure out, I just thought about, you know, I should go to Goodwill and donate a bunch of shit over, you know, whatever. I don't need more shit. I need to get rid of shit. If somebody could do that for me for Christmas, I'd be very grateful. What we really need in this country is a good, hard, shared struggle, okay? A war, a real war, right? A plague, a prolonged famine, something that we will have to overcome together. That would at least give our generation some kind of meaning because, you know, that's kind of the problem with a lot of us when you're young. Nothing fucking means anything. You know, good things are shit, bad things are shit. We always complain about, you know, the imminent end of the world, but it feels like a lot of cynical people kind of just want that to happen because they're so fucking bored. By the way, I don't mean to hate on the uh, the, the Christmas or, you know, the atmosphere surrounding it. I actually kind of like those things. <clears throat> I don't complain about people who put their lights up too early. It's kind of nice that there's people in this country who are still eager enough to, you know, to do something and enjoy it that much. What's kind of, it feels gross is the, un, like, the complete commoditization of our culture. It seems very weird and unnatural. And, you know, it's, I guess it's disturbing. And maybe people putting up their lights early is a, is a reminder of that when, when some people would rather not. And I guess I understand that. Instead of diving into that more, I'll just talk about something else because I don't, have anything else to say about that? <clears throat> I've been watching this uh, extreme travel guy, Indigo Travel. Indigo, I don't know what the fuck it's called. He's this eager white guy. He goes to like you know Iraqi Kurdistan. He goes to Afghanistan, North Korea, that kind of shit. And that's an interesting thing. How far, though? I was kind of wondering, can you take these videos? How many places are there left to see? It feels like you've gone to all the war places. You can go to Syria, I guess, or whatever, but. And, I, and look, I won't say I'm inspired. It's something is very appealing about this. But I did look at, you know, 
flights, you know, to Erbil and Kurdistan. I looked how to get to Libya in different ways. And you may be thinking that's retarded. I would agree with you. It's not safe at all. And I'm not going to do it really. But, you know, sometimes you look at expensive houses in different places and you know you can't afford it, but you just do it just to imagine yourself living a different life because that's what, you know, that's what we do. And honestly, I'm not even sure what that what it is about that type of travel that I find alluring. <clears throat> you know, and I, I don't want to sound like, you know, some kind of, you know, whatever. It's just kind of cool to see a place without 10,000 white people and Asian tourists who have turned it into fucking Disney World. Uh, it's nice to see places without, you know, advertisements or billboards and people genuinely invested in the things that they're doing. You know, there's a war, people die, the future is uncertain. And I'm not saying this as a joke, but in some ways, you know, you kind of envy that struggle for survival. They're kind of, they're a lot more connected. They're talking to each other, you know, and you wonder why we can't have that here. And, you know, the truth is there's no struggle here. Not, I mean, not really. Like, you know, we, of course, we're struggling compared to how maybe we were in the past or how, you know, we'd like to be. <clears throat> but, you know, things are so stable and things are so certain. Uh, there's not really much for us to share. Everyone's obsessed with their own struggle. I need ideas for a radical place to go. I was thinking Yemen, but that might be a little rough for an extreme travel first. Maybe Iran. At least, like, whatever trouble you get in there is, like, political trouble. You know, it's like you did some kind of, I don't know, whatever. I'm, I'm not really sure. But also, I think I would look pretty passable there, so maybe they would have more sympathy for me. I don't know, guys. I don't know what's going on anymore. You know, I, get, I keep getting recommended these uh, Bill Burr videos on YouTube, you know, on your little recommended channel there. And I love Bill Burr. He's a masterful legend. He's an incredible comic. But <clears throat> these videos that I keep getting recommended are not his stand-up clips. They're like the ones that are titled like Bill Burr owns reporters or Bill Burr top, sa top 10 savage moments. You know, it's like, and it's just him, the legendary icon being a cunt to an inexperienced, you know, idiot reporter. And I'm not saying the reporter doesn't deserve being talked to that way a little bit or being put in their place a little bit sometimes I get it but I don't feel like they deserve being humiliated in front of millions of people on YouTube I feel like that's a little harsh for you know maybe asking an intrusive question or a question that he gets asked a lot <clears throat> you know I mean I get it that it's annoying but you know, I wish Bill would just not do the fucking interview if he doesn't want to be there. I don't I don't know. I guess that's just my take. You know, obviously I have no idea what having success that anybody would be asking me questions is like. So I guess my opinion here is worthless, but I just don't really enjoy those videos. Anyways, guys, uh, maybe you've noticed at this point a uh, uh, an obvious absence going on around here. Uh, you know, I've had a, uh, I guess, a, you know, not, not, a, not an issue, just a bit of a situation with JP that I need to sort out in terms of what to do with this podcast. I, uh, you know, I had used his name, his full name on the previous podcast that I did. We recorded with my friend, Will, Will Kirshner, <clears throat> really fun episode. We had a good time. You know, we're obviously limited here to a couple of mics, so we they had to share, which, you know, was very cute. They were basically kissing the whole time, so that was fun. 
um you know jp doesn't get those experiences often no i'm just kidding but um you know he didn't like that i had used his full name and i i didn't know that it was so important to him to remain anonymous i i don't think he realizes the implications of doing that or how that makes us look um and i don't want to have my name attached to something if you're not going to also have you know if he's not also going to have his name attached to something but you know i guess and, and and to his credit he was saying that uh you know he said he didn't want to have his name from the beginning but i i didn't know he meant in perpetuity i thought that was just for you know well we get it off the ground a little bit uh so i'm probably not going to release that episode he wanted me to, to bleep out his name but i don't i don't want to do that i i think that and, and, I, and i know that maybe he i don't know i th- feel like he looks at it the wrong way i think that what's going to happen is that once you get people listening to the thing you're doing they're going to scrutinize your behavior at a level that's a lot different than you're probably used to and if you do something like that like try to hide anything they're just going to dox you and that's kind of what i'm trying to prevent that's why i wanted to just get it out there as soon as possible and just and just you know but um you know i I have to respect his wishes if that's what he wants to do but I, i don't think that you know my take on it is if you if you don't want your name out there you probably you probably just shouldn't do a podcast. You should just, you know, you could be, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I feel pretty strongly about not putting it, I, I, you know, I may, I maybe I'll do it for this one and then not do them. But, you know, I have to figure out what I'm going to, uh, to do for the future. If I'm just going to do these solo for the rest of them, um, you know, or if I'll do something with guests or, you know, but yeah, you know, I'll, I'll figure it out guys. The point is they're going to be back weekly, uh, you know, maybe more often if I can, if I can get it up and running. And also I want to say this, we're, uh, back on to, on Instagram. I was able to finally get back onto my Instagram account. Um, <clears throat> you know, hopefully we don't have any issues in the future and I am going to do my best to no longer abuse the algorithm relentlessly unless i figure out a loophole or a way around that uh and guys i wanted to say one more thing about jp he's actually a parrot that i trained to talk he's not a real person so don't you know there's nothing to look for he's not even real okay guys hemperco I want to tell you about this. Uh, as you all know, I'm a sophisticated Renaissance man. I, I separate myself from my peers with the glassware that I smoke weed out of. And listen, nothing says I'm better than you than a weird, you know, curly, goofy-looking dab rig that you, you know, keep nice and clean. Okay, that's the key, you fucking animals. Uh, Hemperco is an awesome company that helps me do that. They have an amazing selection of, you know, cool pipes, bongs, and vapes. You know, the the coolest thing they have is the subscription box. You know, you get their little, you know, you get a unique piece for each month. Uh, I actually just got my my box for December, and it's, you know, it's obviously Christmas-themed. It's a uh, a, a cocoa mug dab rig thing with an interesting, you know, perk that I've never seen before. Uh, It has really good airflow. It came with a silicon Versace-looking ashtray, uh, you know, cone papers that look like you know, $100 bills, a couple of bowls, a banger, you know, cool stuff, you know, little knickknacks. It's all 40 bucks for everything. So that, that was cool. Uh, if you like it and you want to support the show, go to organicblacksheep.com and click on the banner on the uh, sponsors tab. 
and uh you know follow the uh the thing and go to hemperco and and you know subscribe i love you guys uh you know let's get back to the show and i'm not, I'm not cutting to anything or from anything i'm just going to keep talking because you know this is actually one continuous thing so you know i didn't have to end my ad like that but i wrote that there so uh you know i was uh talking at the beginning of the episode i had uh celebrated uh, Noche Buena with my family. That's a, a Cuban holiday. It's celebrated on uh, Christmas Eve, and it's basically the same thing as Thanksgiving. It's, I mean, you know, in terms of that culture, it's a more important holiday than Thanksgiving because it's not America, you know. Uh, it was, I was surrounded by 40 or so family members, and, uh, you know, it's it was strange because I've really been phoning it in. You know, we've been phoning it in, I should say, as a family the last few years. And, uh, you know, these holidays, I feel, used to be a much more involved thing. Uh, you know, we used to roast a whole pig. Uh, you know, it's called a uh, cajachina, which is Spanish for Chinese box. And that's a Cuban tradition borrowed from the Chinese, except that isn't true at all. Uh, it's just a Cuban thing uh, that a company, that some company in Cuba, I guess, named the Chinese box, and they told everyone it was Chinese and drew uh, like racist caricatures of like <laughs> of Cantonese people uh, on it roasting a pig. But it's not. I don't think it's at all related to Chinese. And isn't that nice when you find out the core element of your culture is uh, just a product of, you know, corporate branding and a complete lie? Anyways, it's pretty uh, common at uh, Noche Buena. I don't, I don't really even bother asking about it anymore. <clears throat> I don't think that's like, you know, I, you know, I think that's just how it's going with everybody. People are less involved than, you know. Oh, man, dude, I'm fucking bored. I'm trying to think of a new nickname for myself. I haven't finished it, but I want to be the mongoose of something, or maybe the red mongoose, or the, the black mongoose. Well, it could be the black mongoose. Doesn't make sense. I don't know. We'll we'll sort it out. We'll sort it out, guys. I'm also working on a uh, on a character called D'Angelo Lemonade. So look out for D'Angelo Lemonade in the future. Listen, guys. I'm, we're, this is going to be probably a shorter episode, and that's all right. Uh, you know, it is what it is. Maybe I'll add music at the beginning and at the end, so you it gives you the illusion, the <laughs> the illusion that it's longer than it is. Anyways, guys, I uh, you know, I love you all. Thank you for listening. If you've listened to this point, Jesus Christ, uh, you know, I'm I'm still learning. You shouldn't be here. I'm you know, this is a dangerous place. But uh, you know, thank you guys. Bye.
Girl 